Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Welcome, everyone, to SI Media with Jimmy Trainer. Thank you for listening. Happy Thanksgiving. Pods out a couple of days earlier this week. Usually we come out on Thursday mornings, right on Tuesday this week. You guys can enjoy your Thanksgiving and uh, hopefully you give us a listen. You're traveling around and uh, doing some stuff Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Appreciate you guys listening. Excellent show for the NFL audience out there. We have Mike North, who has been on the pod uh, before the season started. He's the VP of broadcast planning for the NFL. And we get a whole sort of lesson about flex scheduling, what the league looks for, the networks, why there hasn't been flex yet this year, what could possibly be flexed get into a bunch of NFL schedule stuff. Um, there's games on Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. There's a couple of Saturday games. Get into all NFL schedule stuff with Mike North, the NFL VP of broadcast planning on this episode. Also, Sal Cotta, Train of Thoughts, uh, following Mike North, where we uh, talk about a bunch of things with Thanksgiving and uh, some other amusing topics with Sal. Before we get to it, just a reminder, if you've missed any recent episodes of SI Media with Jimmy Trainer, go into the archives and check them out. We had the great Ian Eagle on last week. RG3, Peter Schrager, Dan Patrick, Bill Simmons, Joe Buck, Troy Aikman have all been recent guests on SI Media with Jimmy Trainer. So give those a listen in the archives, especially if you're traveling, you got some time to listen to podcasts. Subscribe. It's the most important thing. Please subscribe to the pod and leave a review on Apple if you can. All right. Mike North. NFL VP of Broadcast Planning, followed by Salakata and Train of Thoughts, all right here, right now, on SI Media with Jimmy Tran. All right, joining me now, had him on right before the season started, loved the conversation, and it's a great week to have him back, and I'll explain why. He is the VP of Broadcast Planning from the NFL. He makes, along with some other people, it's not just him, but he is a big part of the schedule planning committee for the nfl as we get down here to the nitty-gritty with the season we have a black friday game we're gonna have some saturday games christmas eve christmas day and of course flex so perfect week to speak to mike north mike how's it going good to see you jimmy all is well thanks thank you for doing this i appreciate it um like i said we have a black friday game this week for the first time ever uh we've got some interesting primetime stuff coming up as the season wind regular season winds down before I get into any of that, I'm so glad you're on for this reason. I, I don't go a day where I don't have either a podcast listener, someone who reads my column, someone who follows me on Twitter, asks me about flex. 
So I just want to do like a little primer if I can for the listeners. The one thing I want to, I want to start with this because I, we all fall into this trap. I know I do too, where we say like, oh, why didn't NBC flex this? And now we have ESPN. And it's not the networks. It's the NFL, right. I'm sure, in conjunction with the networks. I'd love to know the process, how much input the networks have, who's ultimately making the decision on whether a Sunday night or Monday night game and in this year, Thursday night game gets flexed. So if you don't mind, I'd love to start there. Yeah, 10 cent tour real quick. Um, yeah. Just like we do back in March, April and May when we're building the schedule, the networks have um, a lot of opportunity to request, suggest, encourage, cajole, arm twist. Um, but at the end of the day, there's no toys around it. The National Football League makes a schedule. The commissioner of the National Football League makes every scheduling decision. So when we ask about how does it finally get done, it's conversations with the scheduling team, Hans Schroeder, Howard Katz, Ani Bose, myself, uh, Blake, Charlotte, Lucy, everybody that's part of the team. Um, we talk to the network partners on a regular basis. Uh, and then we make a recommendation to our bosses and eventually to their boss. Um, and at the end of the day, it's no toys around it. The league makes a decision. The commissioner has final authority over all NFL games. And look, there's always uh, some questions and the questions are fair. Uh, one thing I think people fail to realize or remember is that the object of flexible scheduling for Sunday night football and now for Monday night and for Thursday night, the object of flexible scheduling is never about getting the best game into prime time. It's about getting out of a game that has fallen you know, short of expectations. The crystal ball in May wasn't clear. And now both teams are you know, eliminated from playoff contention. It's hard to say anybody's season is over in week eight, nine, 10. So I know there were people that were curious about staying with Bears Chargers. Um, I know there were people curious about us staying with Vikings Broncos. And, and last night turned out to be uh, a pretty good game. And the Broncos are a pretty good story now. So Every now and then you get a little lucky every now and then, you know, the chips don't fall your way, but it's never about get into the best game. Cause as you can imagine, CBS and Fox, when they get their schedules in May, they circle a handful of games and think this is great. Awesome that we ended up with this one. And then you get there and it turns out to be even bigger than you thought. And then suddenly the NFL is going to come and take it away from us to give it to our competitor. How's that fair? So it's a balancing act. It's trying to do right by everybody and it's trying to do right by the fans. And if we've got a game in prime time that is clearly no longer got playoff implications and there's a game on Sunday afternoon on CBS or Fox that isn't their very best game. So we're not right. gutting them completely. Right. That's where you'll see a flex along the way somewhere here. I'm sure where you get a team that has played their way into national attention, um, maybe like a Houston um, and then you'll you'll find those guys kind of moving into a national window. Hard to say in eight, nine, or ten that anybody's season is over. As you get later in the year, we're looking for games with playoff implications in every window. That's probably where you'll see us make a move if we make one. Okay, so that's really interesting there, and I learned something because I always thought you wanted the best game on a Sunday night, for instance. And so this is all hypothetical. Let's say it's a CBS doubleheader week. Mm -hmm. And they have a great, you know, 425 game involving the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. And they have a solid one o'clock game. And the Sunday night game might be, let's say, mediocre. You're not going to flex that because it's not about you're, you're only going to flex if the two teams involved on Sunday night are both out of it. Not a good game. You're not doing it just to get a better game in there. That's that's what you. So that's yeah. what I've learned here. And look, your point about what does CBS have on Sunday afternoon? Like, we're hoping there's a big 425 game. We made yeah. the schedule that way. You know, to your point about trying to get the best games into the biggest windows, you know, we still get more eyeballs on a Sunday afternoon at 430 right. Right. than we do on a Sunday night at 830. Stands to reason it gets late right. on a Sunday night. Well, so I know you wouldn't flex a 425 game into Sunday night. It's really a one o'clock game that would get flex most likely unless and it the, all kind of feeds on itself what if that one o'clock game that we want to grab for prime time and then we replace it back on the cbs schedule with the sunday night game what if that sunday night game is a west coast game that game now comes back into the 425 window where we've already got a good one right, and now right. what have we done to the one o'clock regional window for cbs which we're using as a lead-in to the big 425 you're literally taking a rating point or two and you're taking it from one partner and handing it to another partner that's why it's a tough decision every week, and and that's why the guy upstairs makes that decision. And and 
when you flex, are you only considering playoff implications, playoff possible teams, or do you factor in whether a team is just, I know you can't say this. I can say it. You can't. I'll give you an example. You have a primetime game with the Jets and the Browns. The Jets are a completely unwatchable team. If you're not in New York, you can't sit there for three hours and watch that team that scores six points every week. But the league, they're not looking at that. They're just looking at, are these teams battling for a playoff spot? Yeah, look, you you mentioned Thursdays. You know, the challenge with Thursday flex is that- the 28-day window. You got it. Right? So ownership said, look, you guys can have flex as a tool in your toolbox for Thursday night football. We all know it's important, you know, the value of that package, the strategic- value of the partnership with Amazon. You know, we're trying to do the right thing there, but making that decision four weeks out is a tough one. Can any of us say definitively after week, you know, 13, here's where the Jets are going to be. Here's where the Browns are going to be. I think Thursday flex with that long a runway is going to be tough. Mm -hmm. Um, And look, I know what you're hinting at. I don't think anybody is, uh, you know, ending the season uh, prematurely looking at their draft picks. I think every NFL team, how many times have we seen a team with nothing to play for knocking out a team that had everything well, to play for late in the year? T- I'll give you, so an example that you guys have, and I, you probably don't want to speak on specifics, but I'll, I'll give you an example you guys have. If I'm not mistaken, I did a quick look. You guys have three primetime Patriot games left. Now the Patriots are out of it. They're two and eight. They're not making the playoffs. They're unwatchable because they have no quarterback. When you have no quarterback, it's hard to sit there and watch these teams with no offense. So what I would like to know about that is Bill Belichick, though, is always a story. Mm-hmm. He's, a, he's one of the most fascinating characters in the league. There's all this speculation about his future. Do you factor those storyline type of things in? You do. Okay. Yeah. Look, the thing about the Patriots is you're right. They've got that run of three straight primetime games. We've already gone by the window to flex out of the Thursday night game. And obviously Pittsburgh is still relevant. So Patriots Steelers still quote unquote, sounds like a football game. Chiefs, you're not not flexing out. We're not going to flex the Patriots Broncos game on Christmas Eve. And then the one in the middle there is that Chiefs game. And you're right in a vacuum. It would be surprising if ESPN would ask the NFL, hey, we only get two Chiefs games and, you know, Super Bowl champs and, you know, league MVP Patrick Mahomes. uh, We'd like to trade that one back. You know, that's unlikely. But then you go look at the Sunday afternoon window and you're wondering, are there games or a game that might be a little under distributed that isn't going to completely ruin CBS or Fox's afternoon if we took that one? And then to our point from before, you're returning a Kansas City game to whomever is going to lose the game to primetime. It's going to be a very different calculus for CBS and Fox knowing, oh, I might lose this, but I'll get back Patrick Mahomes. It may not hurt as much to flex one of their games to primetime on Monday night that week. So it all goes into it. It's all part of the discussion. We look at, you know, fan interest. We look at web traffic. We look at fantasy football ownership. We look at the betting markets. We look at hats and jersey sales. It all goes into it, and we make our best guess as to how competitive we think that game is going to be if it stays in prime time and what the viewership might be. I'm glad you mentioned the betting markets because that that hits me. The the Week 14 Patriots-Steeler game might set a record for the lowest over-under in NFL history. I mean, it's going to be 30 and under probably. You said, just curious, I I know you don't want to get into specifics, but you said like Patriots-Broncos Week 16, you wouldn't flex that. Why? That's Christmas. I mean, that's a Christmas Eve game. It's on Sunday night. Um, It's on NFL Network. It's it's not one of the ones that we've identified as a flex candidate. The holiday weekends are a challenge. So uh, unless it's something, you know, that we've discussed all year long, that we've discussed with the clubs, uh, I, I, I don't expect any changes to the week 16 schedule. I'd love for you to pull back the curtain a little if you can. And obviously, you're not going to give me details and specifics. I understand that and would expect it. But I'm just curious. Have you had any really good knockout, drag out fights with CBS or, or I guess it would be with NBC because ESPN, this is their first year having flex. So uh, with NBC about they wanted to flex and the NFL didn't want to flex and how heated it gets. Yeah, it's not heated because look, at the end of the day, you know, we're having discussions with all of our network partners here in the second half of the season. 
we still have some pretty big decisions to make, right? We've got wild card scheduling, divisional scheduling. Like, I'm not sure any network really wants to get on, you know, <laughs> the commissioner's naughty list. So right. uh, I-, I wouldn't ever say that they're knocked down, drag out. But sure, sometimes they escalate a little bit. Sometimes the ratings projections uh, look wildly different from the partner or from our internal research or from our independent third party analytics vendor. Um, it- it's It's always, I think... Uh, productive and constructive. It's very rarely, you know, nasty or or knock down, drag out. And generally speaking, as I think you and I have talked about over the years, this is a zero sum game, right? Anything that's good for NBC is bad for ESPN. Anything that's good for CBS is bad for Fox. And it's hard to keep everybody satisfied week Mm -hmm. after week, year after year, all credit to Howard Katz and, you know, before him, Dennis Lewin, Val Pinchbeck. This is a tough putt sometimes. Yeah. And yeah, every now and then a network's going to be disappointed. Hopefully within the next week or two or month or two or a year or two, it, it comes back and it evens out. In terms of this year, there's been no flex yet. Do you see any coming anytime soon? You don't have to tell me when, but if, do you see something? I, I will say this. I went through the schedules and you guys, you know, I was going to say you guys, got lucky but you could also say it's your expertise where you really don't have any matchups i saw one matchup where both teams might be out of it I, you know you have a seattle dallas thursday night game which is great for amazon and, and al and that crew you have the chiefs a lot obviously which helps you got hurt a little bit with the burrow injury because they have a game against jacksonville prime time uh the one game i saw on the schedule week 14 sunday night green bay at the giants Giants totally out of it. Green Bay probably mathematically still. Oh, that's a Monday night game? My bad. Yeah, that's a Monday night game. So that's an interesting one. To answer your question, that's one that we are. And that's a duel, right? And look, I would have told you if you and I had talked a week ago. Right. I would have told you that we sure as heck were, I don't want to say leaning, but strongly considering, you know, the Giants are on Monday night. They're at MetLife. You know, to move them back to Sunday while the Jets are there and the Jets are playing Sunday at one o'clock and they're hosting Houston. A week ago, I would have told you, yeah, it's certainly a possibility we might flip those two. Now, of course, Green Bay and the Giants both get W's. Um, You know, Houston is still worthy of some additional national exposure. The Jets have some still. Like, we're still going to see the Jets, whether it's Boyle under center or whether Rodgers comes back. We're going to see them this Friday on Amazon. We're going to see them again on a Thursday night against Cleveland, who's got everything to play for. You know, there was definitely a conversation still to be a conversation about should we flip the Giants and the Jets games on Monday night of week 14. We're going to do a Monday night flex someday. It's going to happen. I'm not sure doing it in week 14 into a side-by-side where we, you know, I'm not sure we recognize the true value of it. Plus you'd be flexing into a Houston Jets, same window as Tennessee, Miami. You've already got the AFC South, AFC East, you know, interest kind of covered. I'm, I'm not sure we do it, but Tex- the, the Texans have played their way in the national television. We're looking for an opportunity uh, to expose them some more. CJ Stroud, especially. CJ Stroud's you know, a great was, story. Who yeah, saw great him story. in May, right? Great story. What was the ultimate decision on why you didn't do the giant jet swap? We haven't done it yet. Two weeks out for Monday Night Football. So we'll oh, decide so still- after this weekend. That decision is still to be made. Okay. Because I do think the country would like to see C.J. Stroud. See, like that's that's what I was trying to hit at earlier. Yep. Take out Giants, take out Packers, take out Jets, take out take that out. Those four teams, people want to see C.J. Stroud more than anything else. I would think as an NFL fan. Look, a week ago I would have agreed with you. Now, yeah. given what Green Bay did last night, they're going to be playing on Thanksgiving in Detroit. Detroit had their hands full with Chicago. What if Green Bay is on a bit of a winning streak? The Giants just won a game. Who knows if Packers-Giants isn't the game that maybe projects to do a little bit better for Disney, for ESPN or ABC, depending on where that game is played. The Texans have played their way in the national television. There's no question about it. We'll find ways for our fans to see C.J. Stroud more between now and the end of the season. It, It may not be that Monday night. So basically, I think... When the Lions beat the Packers, you'll make the decision <laughs> to give us C.J. Stroud that day. Okay. Yeah. And then the rest of the, I mean, I looked at the rest. I mean, you like I said, the Chiefs a bunch of times, Baltimore, KC, you have, you know, solid teams. Got hurt a little bit, Bengals twice, but nothing you can do about that. Um, Detroit, Dallas, late in the week should be great. So schedule me, you know, you get hurt by Aaron Rodgers. I said to you in the offseason when, when I had you on, I said the one thing I never understood with the league 
is the fascination for always putting the Raiders in prime time. And now they had a terrible season and fired their coach. So no Raiders next year. That's what my only request. So, and I, I apologize because I trashed the Jets and you have the Jets on the on Black Friday. I shouldn't have done that. That, that wasn't nice. But, I, I, you know, I said this before. I'm taking full credit for the Black Friday game because I tweeted three years ago the NFL needs a Black Friday game. So I feel like this is my bait. I said it should have been a nine o'clock London game, but you got it done. Friday, Amazon. What's very important for everyone to know listening to this, you don't need Amazon Prime to watch the game. They're giving it to anyone who, even if you don't have an Amazon Prime subscription, three o'clock, Jets, Dolphins. Well, let me ask you this. I know there was talk when the game was created about like maybe the Jets wanted it every year or another team volunteered to have it every year. Or is this going to be a rotation Black Friday? I would expect so. I mean, it's not up to me, but... I would expect we'll treat it like we treat Thanksgiving night. Obviously, Detroit and Dallas have, what, 50 and 80 years of history hosting on Thanksgiving. Um, we've been rotating the Thursday night Thanksgiving game around. I suspect we're going to rotate the Friday game around. It's not up to me. We'll learn something this year. Uh, for year one, it felt like, you know, having the game on the retail leader, Amazon's, you know, services and uh, New York, the retail capital of the world. Uh, it felt like there was some good synergy there. Obviously, we thought Aaron Rodgers might be playing quarterback. And, um, you know, right. I think Amazon might have a presence at the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade the day before. <laughs> uh, it'll be uh, a learning experience for all of us. Um, certainly, if the Jets get a win and it's a fantastic experience for them and their fans uh, and everybody watches it, I'm sure they'll raise their hands again for next year. Uh, but, yeah, there were definitely others who had volunteered uh, week canvas the clubs every year march april may how would you feel about hosting on the holidays thanksgiving black friday christmas new year's most clubs say you know do what's best for the schedule do what's best for our schedule um there are some that are hesitant to host on holidays don't want to do that to their fans to their staff uh but i think over time most clubs will find themselves in those windows i expect us to rotate the host sites around um for thanksgiving night and for black friday what ultimately is the NFL and Amazon looking for on Friday with Jets Dolphins? Is it just what's the number? What's the rating? What 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 are we looking for? Yeah, look, part part of it, of course, is it viewership. That's the game that we're in here, and that's what we're trying to do. Our our fans tell us every time they turn on the television uh, what matters to them, whether it's the nine thirty a.m. games like you mentioned or the holiday games. You know, I thought last year. I think you and I talked about this in May. I thought last year the most impressive viewership number of all the games that we had last year might have been the Christmas game between Denver and the Rams, two teams that were mathematically eliminated, uh, still did what 28 million viewers. So our fans are telling us they'll watch on holidays. They'll, you know, cook dinner a little later or, or talk to grandma before the game, whatever it is. It's all about Um, getting away from your family. uh, To some, to some. How about sharing? I think what we're going to (laughs) learn is, you know, fans will tell us if they're interested. And also Amazon will tell us, you know, what kind of engagement did they get on their platform? How many more people did they get to Amazon.com who maybe weren't prime members and maybe they sign up while they're here? Um, We'll see how the Jets react. We'll see how the fans react. We'll see how the weather cooperates. And I'm sure based on that, we'll see other clubs next year kind of raise their hands and say, hey, we'd be interested if the opportunity presents itself. And. Again, like, you know, everyone should know if you don't have Prime, you will still be able to watch Jets Dolphins on Friday. It's at three o'clock. Amazon Prime, Al Michaels, Kirk Herbstreet. Um, I think, I, I, you know, I kid around about, you know, it was my idea, but I, it really is, I think, the perfect day for an NFL game because when I tweeted about it three years ago and I said it should be a London game, I wasn't, you know, wasn't thinking about the travel aspect at the time, but I just know you wake up the day after I, this is me. I wake up the day after Thanksgiving and there was always college, Mm -hmm. a full day of college, which would start at noon. Mm -hmm. That's why my idea was a nine o'clock London game. But I think, you know, black Friday has gotten this thing where like people don't want to go shopping. I think that's such a day where people are indoors because black Friday has gotten so out of control. People don't want to go to the store You've been out all week. You've been, you were out obviously on Thursday, or you're hosting a lot of people on Thursday. You know you're going to eat your leftovers on Friday. What's better than an NFL game? And well, I, well, let me ask you this: 
why three o'clock? What was the deciding factor in that start time? Uh, There's a couple things. The the first one is, like you mentioned, Friday nights, Saturdays until mid-December, the NFL stays out of those windows traditionally. Um, Those are high school and college windows. We've certainly wandered into some new windows, whether it's the 9.30 a.m. games or the Christmas triple headers or stuff like that. Um, But um, we we generally stay out of Friday nights and and Saturdays until mid-December. So uh, we wanted to stay off of Friday night. It's it's not a great television viewing night as well. So as far as Amazon's concerned, um, that wasn't really what they were looking for. Um, You know, noon felt a little too early. Plus, it ends up chopping off, what, half the teams in the league as far as potential host sites if you're going to play that early. Can't play out west, maybe could play central time zone. I know some of the colleges are playing 11 a.m. local. I don't think we've done that uh, in a while. So 3 o'clock kind of feels right in the middle. You can, like you said, have your noon college game. I know there's primetime college games that night. Kind of leaves a window for us kind of in the middle, three o'clock. Like you said, you want to get your shopping done. You could get out early and you could then watch the NFL and and still have your dinner plans with your family if you wanted to. And maybe you're right. People don't treat it like the retail holiday that it used to be. Fans lining up outside the, you know, Walmart trying to get in at 6 a.m. I don't know. that Ready to get get trampled for a TV. Exactly. So stay home, shop online, shop on Amazon. And while you're there, watch the game at three o'clock. Talk to me a little bit about. Saturday, December 23rd. It's a Saturday. There's two games. You have 4.30. You have the Bengals and Steelers. Um, and, the, and then you have Bills Chargers, which is a Peacock-only night. A Peacock-only game. Are either of those... I'm not saying you would, but if you wanted to, are either of those games eligible for a flex or not bec- because they're standalone national games? Yeah, look, I don't think we would change either one anyway, but uh, no. no, those are not uh, flexible okay. scheduling eligible got it got it and look and that's, a, that's a that's with an eye i think you know this this is with an eye yeah. towards wildcard weekend nbc you know had the exclusive peacock game this year um you know the espn plus window some nfl network windows those go those 9 30 a.m london and, and germany games this year um peacock was looking for something a little different and they asked us is there anything else we could do um once they came in for wildcard weekend and we were talking about doing big NBC Saturday of wildcard weekend into Peacock Saturday night of wildcard weekend, they came to us and said, Hey, how about three weeks prior, a little dry run, let the fans get used to it. Let make sure everybody knows. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we're going to do a big NBC Saturday afternoon into Peacock week 16, and then come back and and run it back again on wildcard weekend. And again, trying to split the difference, find the right games that, like you said, we're not going to flex. So you're looking for teams you think are going to be relevant or games you think are going to matter, teams you think are going to be in playoff positioning, trying to guess that in May for a Saturday afternoon in, uh, you know, week 16 is, is a, the crystal ball is as clear as we could hope. Obviously the Burrow injury hurts, but Bengals Steelers still sounds like a game that's going to be relevant in the AFC North. And then Bill's chargers there on Peacock sounds like a fun first foray into that streaming service should be a, a good one with hopefully playoff implications for both. This is probably completely unrealistic, but has there ever been a thought of, of, not scheduling game well schedule the games but not schedule times and networks when you make the schedule in may for like past week eight yep. say, and then you can plug in and what you want and do all that has there has that ever been discussed the schedule maker in me loves that idea let's publish the first eight weeks and then maybe right. on a rolling basis three or four or five weeks out just start rolling out the rest of the schedule um as you can imagine the logistics there from a travel standpoint international games holiday games gets very challenging um and you, you know we're, we're unique I, I i think we are you know when you think about some of the other sports we have so few games right? Everyone matters and fans plan around these games. We see it every year in May when the schedule comes out, how quickly the tickets get bought, the flights get bought, the hotels get booked. To ask fans to put all of that on hold and just react to us four weeks out, five weeks out on a rolling basis would be challenged. Never say never. What do you think? think what, What do you think the teams would think of that? Look, I think the commissioner would say that 2020 that covid season kind of proved that the nfl clubs are incredibly adept at handling curveballs they are 
incredibly flexible. They can make just about anything work. I think the guy in charge of selling tickets would really press us on, hey, how am I supposed to sell these last four home games when you won't even tell me when they are? Forget right. whether or not they're in prime time or not. I don't even know what week they are. And then, you know, I know you you don't uh, speak highly of the Jets right now, but <laughs> remember when the schedule came out, that Jets at Vegas game was a big deal. I heard from an awful lot of Jets fans. That was the one game they had circled on their schedule so that they could book flights, book a weekend. Oh, because people want to go to Vegas. Okay, that I got it. Uh, game was still in our hands when the schedule came out, and you're just waiting and waiting and waiting. When are we going to play it? When are we going to play it? And then did we wait too long to deploy it? And by the time we did, you know, somebody's out of it and now they're not going to take the trip. I think it would be really hard for us to completely just TBD the whole second half of the schedule. But we're inching toward it. You mentioned the Saturday pools. We've got 10 teams that don't know if they're playing Saturday or Sunday or Monday, really, uh, in week 16 right now. In week 15, sorry. Um, And we've got flex down the stretch there where we might be making decisions only one week out to be sure we have the right playoff implications in mind as we populate the national television window. So everybody's adjusting. Look, five, 10 years ago, nobody would have thought we gotten this far, but now every sport does it, right? Baseball does it. College football does it. Um, Everything is TBD, but you usually know the weekend. I think that's probably about as far as we could go. You know, it's this weekend, but dates and times to be. And the different sports is apples and oranges. I mean, the, the baseball, it could be eight o'clock at night and you don't know until that game's over what time you play in the next day, which is, you can't do that in the NFL, obviously. Um, Oh, there was something I wanted to follow up on when you were talking. Oh, yeah. Maybe you just TBD, like you start out by TBDing in the last four weeks. Maybe, you know, instead of the, you yeah. know, it's I mean, look, we've seen it, right? Week yeah. 18 is now completely TBD. Right. Uh, you've right. got a handful of games that are TBD in week 15. Christmas is always yeah. going to play a role in what you can TBD. <clears throat> but when Christmas goes back to Tuesday and Wednesday, yeah, I would not be surprised to see a few more TBDs. I'm just not sure we're ever going to get to where, you know, you and I are are right. pie in the sky wondering, right. could you just only release half the schedule and right. then release the other half in October? It would be fun as a schedule maker. I, I like our chances better in October than May. But like you said, whether it's luck or, or you know, history, most right. of the national windows down the stretch seem to have the right teams, the right brands, the right records, the right playoff implications. Uh, let's hope it all plays out, you know, the way we hoped. Has the league ever once had a conversation about not having the Lions on Thanksgiving? Or is that like a non-starter and they'll always be on Thanksgiving? Uh, I, the, I'm not going to ask you about the Cowboys because no, it's, you it's, can put the Cowboys. It's been I mean, a conversation. The answer is yes. It has certainly okay. been a conversation. Um, you know, like we said, we don't have that many, you know, historical, traditional things in this league. The fact that the Lions have been playing there since the 30s is probably something that's here to stay yes they had some lean years there and i do remember ownership discussions um and i believe it was mr ford literally went on the floor and said recognize our record maybe doesn't warrant this but this is so important to our team to our city um it's tradition and look they're obviously now going to be probably one of the highest rated most watched Thanksgiving games they've ever had this year. So these things tend to balance out. It's all cyclical, but um, yes, there were conversations. There was also conversations. Okay. You could still stay on Thanksgiving, but maybe rotate the windows around maybe Dallas, Detroit, NX, but move around from CBS to Fox to NBC. NFL network was in there for a minute. Those discussions have all taken place. I'm sure they'll take place again, but certainly when the lions are this good, there's certainly not any kind of groundswell to move them off of what's going to be a 30, 35 million people watching on Thanksgiving. Touched on it a bit earlier before we wrap. I mean, there's really nothing. I mean, listen, it's the NFL. And when you have the NFL, no matter what happens, you're going to have injuries. We had it. We mentioned Rogers. We mentioned Burrow. You know, we have the Niners playing the Seahawks Thanksgiving night. Gino Smith gets banged up. How frustrated do you guys get in the league office when you see the it, when there's an listen? I, I don't want to sound callous. There's an injury. There's a player here. There's a person. There's a human being. But how quick does your mind go to like we have that in prime time on week fourteen or we have that in you know four twenty five week fifteen? And is it just is it always right in your head when yeah you know how quick does always. it go from this guy's hurt to oh my god here we go? Always. I mean, look, yeah. you, you said it. Injuries are part of sports. Um, yep. 
but so too is, you know, next man up and the good teams overcome challenges. And if, you know, one injury knocks you off your stride and ruins your season, maybe you weren't that good to begin with. I don't know. It's uh, it's always something that we're wary of. Um, but generally speaking, you know, the good teams overcome challenges and, you know, the teams that are still in it with a backup quarterback become a story unto themselves, right? Look at what's going on with Dobbs in Minnesota. Uh, you know, Tyson Bajan was a fun story for a couple of weeks. Um, there's always somebody and, and these yeah. kids all played somewhere and know the game. And, you know, Cincinnati's not going to phone it in here. They're going to play hard right through the end. It, it hurts a little bit when you think about a game like Bengals Chiefs. That was, you know, probably game of the year type stuff when we built the schedule back in April. And certainly David Burson at CBS would tell you that was one of the most anticipated games on their schedule. For that game now to, you know, lose some of its luster is is frustrating. But that's the beauty of this league. If Cincinnati and Kansas City isn't what we thought it was going to be, then there's another game that weekend. Maybe it's Miami-Baltimore. And instead of Cincy KC being the 425 anchor, maybe that game moves back to one. Miami-Baltimore takes the national doubleheader slot and 30 million people get to watch that game. That one may have yeah. you know significant playoff implications. No, I, f- I feel like the Burrow one's a double whammy because it hurts the Bengals, and I feel like he's one of those guys people want to watch. He, he, I think people tune in for Burrow. That that one, hurt. I love Joe Burrow. So I, you know, I was that one bummed me out tremendously because he's one of my favorite players to yeah, watch. Look, that one hurt. I mean, uh, Justin Fields hurt when he went down. You saw him come back yesterday and play really, really well. There are guys that just move the needle that people know, but yep. you know, every team in the league is susceptible. I mean, I'm not sure there's a whole lot of teams out there that would feel. Really, really good, um, you know, rolling out their second string quarterback. Any of the big names go down, there's going to be an impact. Um, yeah, it's it's part of sports. It happens. So a minute before we started taping this, the Jets announced they were benching Zach Wilson and they were going to start Tim Boyle. And of course, it's the big, you know, NFL and Amazon are going all out for this game on Friday. Dolphins, Jets at three o'clock on Amazon. If you don't have Prime, you still get the game. When you see that, is your thought... This could be good because pe- the curiosity factor, like people, like so many people are going to want to see now, is Tim Boyle better than Zach Wilson, or or can he score more points than Zach Wilson? Is he more serviceable than? Zach? Is that like? Do you guys think about that, or you, that's not really in your head? Yeah, look, I, I think anything that makes the fans interested in watching is a good thing. Um, look, I watched Zach Wilson play in college, and the guy was. A stud. I mean, you you can watch. You can go back on YouTube and watch his highlights from not that long ago, right? Just a couple of years ago, he was big man on campus and he played with swagger. Uh, I I think he still can play. What do I know? I'm not a GM, but um, look, I was going to watch anyway. I hope most fans were going to watch anyway. But if if anybody like you was perhaps a little down on the Jets and maybe oh, I'm not going to watch any more of this, and now they've made the change. Yeah, hopefully it gets you to your television or your computer, and hopefully they play a good game and it's close. A one-score game in the fourth quarter is all the schedule makers are looking for when uh, when the games start. So that leads me right into my final question because I like you know I trash the Jets, but I'm going to watch every minute of that game. I am one of these people. I will. I've said this before. I will watch any NFL game at any time at any network. You know. Oh, I just realized. I said this was going to. You know. I just realized we didn't even talk about Sunday Ticket. I have, I, I mean, I've done nothing but praise Sunday Ticket all year long. I, I cannot believe how much better it is on YouTube than DirecTV. The presentation of it. I, I went crazy about this the first week. DirecTV wasted so much space on their screen. The presentation on YouTube is tremendous. I know there was only one week where there was some technical difficulties. I would imagine the NFL has to be thrilled with do they let YouTube. you pick the games for the multi boxes yet? Or Not yet. That's the battle we're fighting. That's the well. I will say this: in Keep fairness, that drum. in fairness, I think they're going to do it that next year because what happened was the first week they didn't put up the multi view options until about twelve fifty five, and I went ballistic. I said these need to be up by twelve thirty because you have to get the TVs ready the next week. I mean eleven thirty. The next week, like eleven a.m., they were all ready to go. So it was it was perfect. Hey, they're I. I, I will say this in defense of YouTube with the because that's the only compl- the only complaint I ever see is people want to pick the multi-view games. They offer every single combination there is. Every combination is offered. Now you can be a real sicko like me and you want a certain game in top left, certain game in top right. 
I don't know if we'll get there. That would be the ultimate. But outside of pick your multi-view, I have not heard one complain about YouTube. Yeah, with you. They had they had the one week with some buffering issues, but for the most part, I think they've proven that you know they're a viable outlet, and I I think most fans are pretty happy with it. And um, you know, not having to mount a dish on your house, I'm sure you know eases one of the barriers to entry. I I think everybody is very happy with them in year one. Yes, I could give you one more complaint, but this is really this is really just to so I have Verizon FiOS. On Verizon Fios, there is a YouTube channel. Like they give you Netflix and YouTube as channels. Okay. I cannot though do the multi-view. If you go with through, that, right? I have to do it through Apple TV or my Amazon Fire Stick. So if we get that changed, I'll put put that on list. So my what I was going to say is I have said before I will watch any NFL game at any time on any network. Do you have a gauge of what percentage of NFL fans have that mentality? I don't. I imagine our research team does. I, I guess the answer would be let's find a game that's, you know, in a national window that isn't as good as we'd hoped all the way back in May. And let's see what kind of viewership we still get for that. I mean, we talk about flexible scheduling and we talk about, you know, if you just leave the game where it is versus is there a ceiling if you flex into something? We always talk about is there a floor? Like we don't ever want our worst product on a national window, but you know, sometimes it doesn't always go your way. How many people would watch to your point, a game international window without a whole lot of playoff implications or one that kind of drifts away from being competitive. I, I think we've been watching this the last couple of weeks. Honestly, we had uh, what we had Dallas giants as the doubleheader game, the four twenty-five game. And I think it was 21, nothing in the first quarter and uh, got to be about 42 to seven, maybe in the third quarter. And so we were wondering, should Fox take audience away from that Dallas Giants game and look at the Washington Seattle game, which was in the window, which was close. It wasn't a spectacular game, but it was close. And we were talking about, you know, should we be moving those viewers from this Dallas Giants game over to Washington Seattle and catch the end? They did finally at the end. I think they caught the uh, last two drives and, and saw the end of a really exciting game as opposed to saying with the end of a game that was a 40 point game. But we went back and looked at the ratings. We went back and looked at the viewership. And for whatever reason, fans weren't really tuning out of the Giants. Maybe they were watching to see if the quarterback was going to get better. Maybe they were watching right. to see if the you know Cowboys were going to get to 600 total yards or CeeDee Lamb was going to get three straight games with 150 and a touchdown, whatever it was. That It wasn't like the fans were tuning out. So They'll stay. They'll watch the big brands in a blowout. When we watch two of the lesser known teams playing in a national window and still getting 10, 12, 15, 18 million people, that's probably your floor. And that's probably where we are. Everybody knows if the NFL wants a rating, the best rating is going to be Cowboys. Who would be second right now? Kansas City. Okay. And that's, and honestly, I I hate to even bring this up, but that has nothing to do with Taylor Swift, right? Uh, look, there's no downside to uh, people talking about Taylor Swift. And, and we've talked about this a lot in this building. I'm not sure that we're suddenly doing millions and millions of more people watching, hoping to catch a glimpse of her reaction to a touchdown. But if any teenage girls are tuning in and watching the NFL now, hoping to see Taylor Swift, they're seeing other stuff, too. They're seeing women coaches. They're seeing women officials. They're seeing themselves on television. And maybe those are the kind of things that help a little girl become a fan. And now she's watching with dad. And now you're talking about 20 years of fanhood as opposed to somebody who may never have been exposed to it otherwise and wouldn't have cared until she saw that coach or that official. And hey, there's another girl on TV. It's it's very different than, you know, it was not that long ago. So you're giving respect, you're giving life I love to that she's bringing more people to the television. You're giving life to the conspiracy theory that her and the NFL are working together. And this is all a, a marketing hey, we could, uh, uh, planned. We could, we could partner with her all day, every day and, and be pretty happy with it. She's uh, she's great. All right. Well, I appreciate you coming on. I'm looking forward to a giant Jets flex coming up soon as soon as Green Bay loses. 
And uh, I, this was great because I think this clears up a lot of stuff now that I can go back and tell people. When I, I get bothered on Twitter about why didn't they flex? Why didn't they flex? And so now we we got it all. So I appreciate it's your it. Job. It's your yeah. job. And it's the fans job to challenge us. I know everybody says, oh, don't read the Internet comments, but we read the Internet comments. Those are the fans. And that's where you learn sometimes what you can be doing better. The These yeah. guys are idiots comments, you know, <laughs> have to go over in this pile. But the ones yeah. where, you know, hey, here's how I do it or here's what I'd like to see or have you thought about this? That's where ideas come from. And I'm not giving you all the credit for Black Friday, but others had the same idea. Let's see how it works and always want you and your listeners and readers to know the truth. You may not agree with everything we decide, but at least you'll know how we got there. No, I appreciate it. And I'm thrilled Black Friday is happening. Like I said, I've been banging that drum. So appreciate it. Uh, And uh, we'll talk to you, I guess. We'll we'll talk to you next season when the schedule comes out for sure. Anytime, Jimmy. Always a pleasure. Thank you. Happy Thanksgiving. Appreciate it. All right, joining me now, as he does every week, for our weekly Train of Thought segment from WFAN Radio in New York, SNY TV in New York. Big Thanksgiving week. Can't wait to get into it with my buddy Sal Licata. Sal, how are we? I cannot believe it is Thanksgiving week, but I'm excited about it. What's going on? Well, so I texted Sal Sunday. No, Saturday. Because everyone wants to know what's going on with Sal in the house. So I texted Sal, did you get the house? He said, no, wait till I tell you the story. And I didn't want the story on text. Figured, let's get it on the pod, get my yeah. honest reaction. And then we'll talk about when I texted Sal on Sunday and he was going nuts because the dope at the Jets. But let's talk about the house first. <laughs> so I'm not going to get into specific details on where or how much, but I'm sure you're aware the housing market is challenging to say the least right now, right? Right. So we finally found something that we love. Both my wife and I loved. We put in an offer, two hundred thousand over the asking price. Okay, so it doesn't matter what the house is. But, but why? Because you had to do that. Because it was at it was the agent that we were with. It was at his request, thinking like, look, if you want this house, this is probably got it what he he actually said whatever he said whatever your best offer is that's what i would do for this house right you didn't feel like just pissing away two hundred thousand. someone told you to do that yeah he said like to get this house realistically it was listed low which happens they get you got it it. okay so doesn't matter what the number is but just know it was two hundred thousand over the fucking asking price we did not get it Meaning someone bid more than 200000 Correct. Correct. I don't know what the exact, how much more See, I was told we were closed. I, like all here's that. what offends me. What offends me about this is the games. Right. Why do we have to play games? Why can't the price just be what the price is? You pay the price. You get. Why does everything have to be a goddamn game? It is a game, and it's this is the worst game, supply and demand. So... Right. Whatever they listed at, even though they know it's low, they get more people in and then people start to go up. So then they do this thing where they say, okay, best and final offer by Tuesday. So it's not even like, oh, somebody came in at such and such. Here's what you need to go to if you want it. It's blind, best and final offer, whatever your best shot is. Now, there was a chance that we were 100,000 over the next person. I don't know. Like, like, who's to say that a hundred thousand over S wouldn't have been enough? Right. We we got an idea based on what our agent said and based on the houses that we've seen. Like, you got an idea, but I'm thinking, okay, it might be a hundred over, maybe a little bit more than a hundred over, two hundred over, like pretty safe. To so, assume. do you think these people who got the house bid three hundred over? I don't know. I don't. I wouldn't oh. say that much. Right. You know, then there's other things like you got to get to the praise, right? It can't just be a blind. Right. right, of course. So we waived even some of that, which is like because you want to make your offer strong. You want to waive potentially some inspection, which is not smart to do. But right. in the yeah. housing market now, like that's something that you do. All that shit. And we still didn't get it, which is you'd, unbelievable. You'd so, waive the extent. You'd waive the, the inspection. There'd be black mole everywhere. Don't, yeah, don't exactly. skip on that. Yeah. Yeah. No, so, I know. So, so where do we stay now? Do we keep looking through the holidays? Do we wait till after the holiday? I mean, you're not going to go this weekend, are you? Thanksgiving weekend? Great question. I don't know. I think it's TBD. I cannot go the following week because I have a work thing on Saturday and Sunday, Sunday. Um, so if there is something that needs to be seen this Saturday, probably will make the trip. Yeah. 
sucks. Right, well, it's that's horrible. A, that's a bummer. I feel bad because yeah. I know you wanted that house. I know you liked we that did. one. You wanted that one. Yeah, that's. that's I, and I'm not one of these. Everything happens for a reason type people. <laughs> oh yeah, please. Yeah, I know. But like we were, we were maxed out. You know what I mean? Right. Like right, wouldn't have yeah. been pleasant. Right, right. I, I, I see what that, you're Would have been worth it for that particular <clears throat> house. That's it. We're right. not doing that all the time. That was one to do. What's your what's your work schedule this week? You're doing a show Wednesday and you're doing a show Friday. I am going to do TV only Monday and Tuesday, and I am going to do wait radio. today's mo- wait, wait 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 today's Monday. Right. So TV. You did today a show on the fan. You did a show on the yeah. fan today. So yes. So Tuesday, what are you doing tomorrow? Same thing. I'll be 10 a.m. to <clears> 2 p.m. all week except for Thursday. That's what I wanted. So Friday, 10 to 2, you're working. Correct. Yes. Okay. I, I think from home that day, not sure. We got in this thing where we're like, oh, it's going to be a big game. Jets, Dolphins, Black Friday. So no, we not. might as well work. And now I'm like, what a fucking idiot. I should have just taken off. I don't want to work that day. Well, I, I want to hear about your commute on Black Friday. Well, that's what I'm saying. I might be from home. I can't. I, I don't. I, I'll work. I don't think I'm going into work to do just the radio. Is, is it going to be bad? Is, you think Black Friday is bad or no for traffic? I don't know. I, I'm just busting your chops. But is there anything, you know, my niece over the weekend, my little niece, she goes, Alexa, she says, to, she says she wants to go to the stores on Black Friday at six in the morning. And do, I said, you out of your mind. Is there anything that could ever make you go to a store on Black Friday? Yeah, my like, daughter. Let, oh, really? That's you wouldn't talk her well, out of it? Well, when she gets older, I mean, could I? Yes. But if she really wanted me to go, that's it. And that's like. I, I'm saying if Best Buy was selling a 75 inch TV for no. $50 on Friday, but you had to be there at seven in the morning, would you go? There's no chance. Okay. No. That's it. No that's chance. I, I don't care. I'll pay the full right. price not to go. Right. I don't want any right. discounts. I, th- I think it's all bullshit anyway. I'll pass on your Black Friday deals. Thank yeah. you. So speaking of Black Friday and the and the Jet Dolphin game on Amazon, so a lot of networks. I think, with the- <laughs> I think by the way, we might be uh, involved in the open for that. What do you mean involved in the? Oh, oh, oh! I'm oh screaming and yelling about the Jets. I don't know. They came today. NFL Films, I think, came today and filmed like the first half hour of the show. <laughs> so keep your eyes peeled for that one. Oh, that's a good. Now, see, now I got to tune in early for that. Um, <laughs> so the game's on Amazon, and what what Fox and Amazon do this? ESPN, I th- I'm trying to think if they do it. I don't know if they do it, but a lot of times they send stuff to people in the media as a way to like promote it. I don't know if I said this on the pod, but when Fox had the World Series this year, they sent me a signed baseball from Burkhart, Ortiz, A Rod, and Jeter. Awesome. No, not awesome. Except I don't want anything A-Rod. signed by David Ortiz and A-Rod. <laughs> oh, for <God>. So now <laughs> Amazon, to promote the Black Friday game with the Jets and the Dolphins, they sent me a bobblehead of myself. But look oh, how great it is. so cool. But look how great it is. I mean, come on. This is not even like. Dude, that I'm showing is- this on YouTube. If you're, not, if you're listening on Apple or Spotify, I'm sorry, but go to the YouTube. The whole thing. I don't listen. I have a lot of gray, but I'm not completely gray. Look at that, this. Of all the stuff you've gotten over the years, and you've gotten a lot of cool stuff, that is the coolest thing ever. They created you your own bobblehead. I think it looks pretty good, actually. Accurate. I'm going to write on it with black marker on top, and then then maybe I'll get into it a little more. You got to dye the bobblehead. It looks great. I got to dye my own head. Then I'll dye the bobblehead. It's ridiculous. The gray. <laughs> the gray. I don't mind. Listen, the gray hair, it is what it is. When I see the gray hair and the eyebrows, I want to vomit. Yeah. This is the stuff they don't teach you in school. That when you turn 40, every you start getting gray hair in your eyebrows, hair's coming out of your ears, hair's coming yeah, out of your so, nose. It's disgusting. And now so, I can't see. I can't even see shit anymore to see if there's hair coming out. My eyes are shot. So Let me tell you something. It you know, hanging out with you it, it's not as fun as it used to be because of this sight thing. You can't see shit. You're blind as a bat. And I know, you won't I fix actually, it. I actually have to get like you're talking about when we go out to eat, looking at the menu. Yeah, you're worse than my my dad's eighty and can't you can't see the menu. You're struggling. What's this? What's that? I used to have perfect eyesight, and now I can't see. I really can't see shit anymore. It's sad, depressing. When I was having when I was having all my back troubles the last few months, when I went to the doctor at one point, the doctor said to me, "Once you hit forty, 
everything's going to fall apart. Yeah. I mean, I'm over 40, so I got lucky, but you had perfect eyesight and now you can't that you can't see a menu. And you know what's funny? People, when they get to 40 and they hear that, like, everything's going to fall apart. What's the first things guys think of? Oh, I you know, want, don't want to lose my, uh, you know, libido or whatever it may be. I'll tell you, I don't give a shit about that. I trade that to have my eyesight back. Let everything below the waist not work. I mean, I need to walk, but you know what I'm talking about. I need my eyes back. <laughs> we know what clip I'm cutting for <laughs> Twitter and YouTube. <laughs> I need my eyes. I don't need yeah, that anymore. I've been married can, for eight years. But, he, but that's an absurd statement on your part because you can get your eyes fit. You have cataracts. All you have to do, every single person, like old personnel, my dad, my grand, they all had cataract surgery. Why don't you just go get the cataract surgery? Yeah, I'm afraid to do it. Somebody, The thought of somebody cutting my eyes like that. Cataract surgery is like one of the most common things that, like, yeah. do you know how many millions? Like, it's not like you get an open, like, it's just, it's a common thing that people yeah. do. I need to get it done. I do. I have to get it done. Next time we go out to dinner, I'm going to film you looking at the menu. I can't. I can't no, I can't see. <laughs> Speaking of the menu, give give yeah. me the give me the before we wrap. Give me the roster of food on Thanksgiving. Traditional turkey, um, rice balls is our big thing. Stuffing, um, rice balls with the meal or before? Usually before. Usually before and after. That's like uh, my do you, favorite. Do you, thing. do you do a pasta? Uh, no, I don't believe so. We I'd used to, to years ago, we used to do pasta before the turkey. What kind of no sauce or sauce? Sauce, like, of course. What okay. do you mean? Well, I didn't know what kind of pasta we're talking about here. Like we talked no, about, like you know. red sauce. Okay. Yeah. We don't yeah. do any, any red sauce on Thanksgiving. Right. I don't know why, but we just but, don't. So tell me everything you have before you have like the turkey and the stuffing, and the mashed potatoes, rice balls. What else? Antipasta, obviously, all that is out. Right. Um, <clears throat> we actually have, because my wife is Indian, we have samosas. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that. I know what they are, yeah. Yeah, well, they're delicious. So we've added that as a as a big app. The rice balls are an app. My sister makes a bunch of stuff that I honestly, dude, year to year, like I forget. But the main staples have always been rice balls, stuffing, um, antipasta, whatever. Yeah. So the eyes are going and the memory is going. Yeah, I don't. It's been a while. I don't cook it. I just eat it. So, and then so turkey stuffing mashed. What yeah. are the sides? Do you do a mac and cheese? Mm, yes, my sister does. I don't know if she's gonna do it again because we're trying to cut down. The problem is like you used to do it for a certain size family, and I don't know about you, but our family, even though people kept dropping off, you know, dying, we kept doing the same amount of food. And I'm like, ma, and my sister like. You don't need to do all this. Cut half of it out. It will still be good. Like, I'm tired of wasting all this food. So I'm not sure. That's a, I think that's a floater dish. It's an Italian thing because we have the same exact thing with my mother for Christmas Eve. She makes food for 5,000 people. We're not 5,000 people anymore. Right. And then she screams all that. She does it so people can have leftovers and bring everything home. So basically, Christmas Eve is now like a takeout service <laughs> at my parents' house. <laughs> ridiculous right you're making they make the mm. same amount of food i'm assuming your mom falls in this category the right. same food that like my grandparents made to serve 30 right. they're using that same recipe and same <clears throat> amount to right. serve 10 like that's what, that's what my mother does and, and my aunt so on thanksgiving we go to my aunt's every year and she makes the turkey and she makes a ham which i don't like ham but she used to also, I mean, this is how gluttonous it, she would also make a roast beef. Then oh, my uncle great. had a stroke, my uncle had a stroke and told her to cut out the roast beef. So it's Jeez. just turkey and ham. She's make turkey, ham and roast beef because That's my, impressive. my, my aunt has this thing. It's my, like if, if someone wants something and it's not there, it like gives her an anxiety attack. Right. See, I'm the same way. I have that. And my wife gets like, if I'm having you guys over. I'll order three pies, even though we need one, maybe one and a half, because I want variety in case you don't like regular, you want meat, but whatever. I think that's just, I don't know if it's an Italian thing or what, but. But it wasn't until I, you know, when you, you know, you get to college and you get like your real friends and you have like adult dinners and you go to someone's house. And I realized, you know, like I'd go to someone's house and be like, how many hamburgers do you want? And I'd be like, I don't know. Sometimes it's one, sometimes it's two. Something. But you go to my family, they're making 700 hamburgers for six people. Like it's just uh, like it's, it's absurd. 
<laughs> it wow. is so true. Now, you, how is your football watching going to be? Well, I go right at twelve. I get to my answer twelve thirty. I go right into her den on the Barca lounger, and I'm and I, the only time I come out is to go eat, and then I go back in, and then I leave was, right as right when the four o'clock game ends. So I'm home for the night game. Was it last Thanksgiving where you had Nance give you the shout out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was last Thanksgiving. Oh, that was so fucking good. Yeah, that that, that was, was fun. so good. Yeah, that was fun. Um, speaking of my family, my dad Sunday, I, I almost lost it. I really almost lost it Sunday. Okay, so my dad's had a lot of health problems in recent years. A lot of stuff with the heart. He's had all these things, stents and defib. All, any, all, anyway, so he had an episode over the summer, maybe spring, where he had fainted. And he, had, he fainted because he had very, very low blood pressure. So they got all that fixed. Everything's good. He's been great. But ever since then, every morning, this guy texts me his blood pressure. Because I guess if it's low, he wants me to go rescue him and, you know, because it's right. not supposed to be below 60. Every morning I get a text with the blood pressure. So now when he texts me that, and if I need to get in touch with him about something or communicate with him about something that's going on with the family or whatever, I will immediately text him back when he sends me that text in the morning. But for like three weeks, he doesn't write back a response. Now, I know he's deaf and he can't hear the phone when it bangs. And a lot of times, like I'll be in the car with my dad. His phone's beeping. I'm like, dad, you're getting a text. I don't care. I'm, I don't want to be bothered. You know, so I don't know what it is. Sunday, he texts me. I write back. I'm coming over in a little while. No response. Whatever. So now I go there. I'm like, I don't understand why you don't respond to my text. He's like, I, I don't know. I didn't get a text. I go, let me see your phone. The MFR had it on do not disturb and didn't even know. And he's going, I, I didn't know. I don't know how to do that. How did it, how did that happen? I don't know. I didn't do it. So I go, I go, look, you don't see here on your phone. You have 78 unread text messages. You have seven missed calls. I, I didn't know. I didn't know. I, the problem is this. He's 80. He should not be, he should not have an iPhone. You should not be allowed to have an iPhone when right. you're that age. He's because what's the point? <laughs> The phone was on do not, it might have been on do not disturb for three, four weeks. 78 unread text messages. You go to call him, he's not picking up. He just has no idea. And he he didn't think anybody was trying to reach out to him either. But he didn't even see the 78 unread text messages. What are you doing? What are you doing? (laughs) But then, but then two weeks ago, three weeks ago, he calls me. uh, I have a big problem. I go, what's the matter? I think he's dying. Facebook isn't working on my phone. I'm like, all right, well, the next time I see you, I said, I don't use Facebook. I don't respect anyone who uses Facebook, but I'll look at it next time I see you. He goes, should I go to the Verizon store? I'm like, yeah, go to the Verizon store. Tell them your Facebook's not working. Go ahead. Do that. (laughs) Oh, my God. I can't. I can't. I can't. I want want to destroy his iPhone and just give him a flip phone. That's what I want. Could you do that? Why don't you do that? Because he wants the iPhone because everybody has an iPhone. Like, that's the whole spiel. All right. I had to get that out of my system. Sal, happy Thanksgiving for me and my bobblehead. I love that bobblehead. We'll see that you next tremendous. week. All what right. we Forget that. Hold on. Before we go. We got to do this real quick. Yeah. All right. Lions minus seven and a half against the Packers. What will you bet? Total 46 and a half. I am going to do my traditional turkey day teaser and oh, my initial. Yeah, you don't want to make money, right? You just want to lose money. You bet yeah, the like Jets, you bet in teasers. You don't like betting winning money. Okay. I am I am gonna probably tease that down with the I'm gonna tease the lines down. Okay, there's the Cowboys are minus ten and a half against the commanders, total 48 and a half, and the Niners. Are minus seven against the Seahawks, total 43 and a half. I don't know if we know yet about Geno Smith, but that's what's going on. Uh, I would probably, man, I'm not going to tease all the favorites down, am I? But right now, that would be my normal instinct. I'll Look, I'm going to bet those games, and I'm going to have fun doing so, but I always do a turkey day teaser. So that's what I, and usually I get sucked into the Lions. Hard to justify betting the Commanders after they just got beat by the Giants for the second time. I love the Niners. I don't, I'm not a believer in the Seahawks with or without Geno. Uh, I hate making what, favorites, though. But and what are you going to do Friday? Dolphins minus nine and a half, total forty and a half. Hundred percent taking the Jets. <laughs> Goodbye, Sal. Timmy Boyle is going to spin it. Yeah.
We'll see. We'll see. I cannot wait to text you Friday. Happy, happy Thanksgiving. Th happy Thanksgiving, Sal. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving. We'll see you later. All right. All right, my many thanks to Mike North. A lot of great information from Mike. I learned a lot. Hopefully you did too. My thanks to Sal Licata. My thanks to you for listening. And uh, if you have time, you're going to listen to some podcasts here over the holiday weekend. Go into the archives. Check out recent episodes of SI Media with Jimmy Trainer. We had Ian Eagle on the podcast last week. RG3 and Peter Schrager were on two weeks ago. Dan Patrick, Bill Simmons, Joe Buck, Troy Aikman. All recent guests on SI Media with Jimmy Trainer. So give those a listen. Subscribe to the podcast and leave a review on Apple. All right, that wraps it up. Hope you all have a great, happy Happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy the day. Enjoy your family, your food, football, and we'll see you next week with a new episode. Stay safe and take care. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.